You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. Christian Babcock, the host of the Hunter's Advantage podcast. And what we do on the podcast is we talk to disruptive companies in the outdoor industry, talk about innovative hunting solutions that are changing the landscape, as well as offer you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. All in all, I just want to help you become a better hunter by providing you with high quality knowledge and information that you can trust. Stay tuned. Good morning, guys. When this episode is going to be coming out, it'll be October 11th, but it is currently 4.54 p.m. on October 10th. So welcome back to episode two of Hunt Talk. Basically all Hunt Talk is is a series that we're going to be doing on the Hunters Advantage podcast where we talk about our season of hunting as it progresses. Instead of learning about it uh, through Instagram or learning about it on videos that we will release uh, likely early next year, you can learn and walk through our season with us as we do these podcast episodes throughout the season. So last week we did our first hunt talk episode and it was probably not that exciting because the weekend wasn't. We took a beating on opening weekend, hunting three days, seeing little, little deer movement at all. So at least uh, going into Southeast Oklahoma public, which is about three and a half hours from my house in Fort Worth one way, at least going in this weekend, I had, oh gosh dang, drop my phone. I had very low expectations. So I thought, man, if I see any deer, it'll be better than last weekend. But that proved to uh, persist and continue. So we get down to camp on October 8th, that's Friday, get there about 8 p.m., left around 5 after work, and uh, got down to camp, got it set up, got the, uh, we have a 14 by 16 Davis wall tent, so we actually have a really nice camping setup down there, but the only issue is the ground is really hard, because down in southeast Oklahoma, there's a ton of rocks, and driving those tent stakes into the ground proved to be pretty difficult, but anyways, about half of our tent stakes are, are bent at the moment. But we got the we got our camp set up, and you know me, Hunter, Peyton, and Jake were all sitting in the tent, uh, fairly optimistic about the weekend, because like I said, the previous weekend was just so terrible that we thought there's no way uh, going into this weekend that it can get any worse, and so uh, we were very, uh, very, very optimistic. And I did want to preface this was my first weekend as a saddle hunter, so. I have been want, meaning to get a saddle for a couple years now, but really getting into a saddle system, and for you guys that aren't familiar with that, that's the human diaper looking thing where you're tethered to the tree and you're hanging off the tree and there's a small platform that you put your feet on and you use climbing sticks to ascend up the tree, which is uh, a little different than using a, a climber, but you've probably seen people do it at least with a hang on tree stand and sticks and a hang on combination. So anyways, that's what a tree saddle is. And I was determined to be a saddle hunter this year until I, uh, spent all my available hunting funds on other things like a new prime Nexus four, uh, bow. But anyways, after the opening weekend of just getting absolutely pounded on public land, 
hauling in a uh, a hang on tree stand over my right shoulder, having it slip off, falling down my arm, having to haul in two extra ratchet straps to get it strapped up, you know, hanging off the tree. It's just not a very efficient way to hunt, in my opinion. And that is coming from someone who has hunted primarily out of hang on tree stands on public land the whole time I've hunted public land since about 2014, 2013. So I've been a a big advocate of climbers and hang on tree stands, but I just kind of got sick of it. Got sick of hauling it in. There's not an efficient way to hook it up to your backpack and haul it in. You kind of have to throw it over a shoulder. And uh, the ratchet straps are just never a good situation. It seems like those never go right when you're propelled off a tree 15 feet in the air. So anyways, I got a saddle system. Peyton Carroll, who you've seen some of our videos on YouTube, he, uh, his brother Cooper, who I, I grew up uh, knowing in Veneta, Oklahoma, where I'm from, he had a cruiser saddle on opening weekend, and actually let me let me use it uh, a couple feet off the ground and try it out. But when I got in there, man, the thing was so comfortable. Uh, the platform he has the uh, the tethered platform, which I went on an out on a limb just because uh, I think out on a limb has a, a better platform than tethered. And uh, I've got kind of got to see the progression of Matt Garris and the guys out on a limb as they've created their platforms and tree stand solutions. So uh, I'm a big fan of those guys. I think they make great products and I know Matt personally. So I went with out on a limb uh, platform. But anyways, the tethered platform that Coop let me use was uh, fairly nice and I, I got set up in it. I mean, I just felt comfortable in the saddle. So I had been wanting to do it for a while. I got sick of hanging the hang on tree stands and hauling them in. They're loud. They're inefficient, in, at least in my use. So finally pulled the trigger on a saddle, got the cruiser uh, XC saddle, the lineman's belt, the tethered, the carabiners, uh, the Kong Dong, I think is what it's called. It sounds so perverted, but it's uh, basically the clip that your tethered or that your carabiner clips into and hangs off your tethered so you can kind of adjust how much uh, line is in between you and the tree. So I ended up pulling the trigger on that and a platform and spent about 550 bucks on a saddle hunting platform. So going into this second weekend, October 8th, I'm officially a saddle hunter. So I'm thinking, man, I'm going to be so efficient. I'll be able to hike as far back in the woods as I want. I got everything that I need to hunt. I'm either wearing it or I've got it in my backpack. So that's kind of where we're coming at as far as opening day uh, comes, as far as opening day goes, or sorry, the second weekend goes. I forget opening day was last weekend. So anyways, October 8th, we get out there, we get tent, the tent and camp set up. October 9th comes around and it is just chaos in the tent. Everyone's drove like three hours. Everyone's really wore out. My alarm goes off at 4.07 a.m. Or no, sorry, my, I check my phone and it's 4.07 a.m. And my alarm is set for 4.15. And I don't know about you guys as uh, as deer hunters or people or duck hunters or whatever you are, that anyone that hunts in the morning knows, man, if I can, I'm really greedy on my sleep in the morning. So I want the extra seven minutes that I'm going to get between 4.07 and 4.15. So I snoozed my alarm on my watch, on my Apple watch. And I woke up and it was 536. And this piece of public land, it's about a 45 minute drive one way to get in and then get set up. So this was not a great place to start my weekend 
or anybody else's weekend. I guess no one else had set an alarm. I don't know if Jake Gaylord did or not. I think he did, but he couldn't find his phone. So anyways, we are scrambling. We're over an hour late into getting set up. So we all scramble. We're out of the tent. We're gone by 545, drive back in. Uh, I jump out of the, I drop Jake and uh, Peyton off, jump out of the truck and get set up in my spot. And I'm actually all set up by 655, which is right at shooting light. Still a lot of dark, uh, misty haze. You know, that little, that gray light time period that lasts 15 to 20 minutes as it's, as it's getting light. And then right as it's, uh, as the dark is coming in in the evenings, that sort of situation, that's, that's when I got set up. So I got set up that morning, high hopes until I checked the trail cameras and not a single picture on one of them. The other one had one picture in the last eight days of a doe hitting my mock scrape in the middle of the night. So that sit was very unproductive, saw nothing, pulled my saddle set up, my platform, had a good first sit in the saddle, was really comfortable, kind of had to play with some of the straps, had to play with the tethered length, length, which is the rope that comes off the tree that you're actually hooked into had to play with that length to you know to get comfortable it seems like the closer you the shorter you make your tethered the more pressure you get in the back of your legs and then the longer that you keep the tether the more pressure you get in the hips so that's just kind of what i encountered in my first sit spent a lot of time uh kind of leaning up against the tree because i have the sitka pant mountain pants that have knee pads in them so i have the luxury of being able to kind of put my knees against the tree and let some more tethered line out and just kind of dangle there, which was, which is pretty comfortable. So first sit was uh, no good for me. Went and pulled a couple trail cams that had been sitting out for over two months. They were just a couple hundred yards off the road. And I am proud to say this is the first time where I've checked the trail camera and got zero pictures in two months. And to put this in perspective, the grass where we hunt in Southeast Oklahoma Seems like about 80% of the property is, is seven foot tall grass. And I didn't even get a picture of grass moving in the wind. So the weekend did not start off very hot. And after that, checked those two cameras, ended up pulling them, went and picked Peyton and Jacob. They saw nothing. Uh, two more goose eggs from them. Talked to Hunter back at camp. He tried, he had tried a new spot as well. And he saw a single doe walk by his stand. So not starting out very hot, but I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go do uh, some spot jumping this evening because uh, Hunter wanted to go hunt a different spot where he had ended up stalking in, that, stalking in on that buck on the ground last week. So he went that direction in the evening. I hunted the spot that he had found in the morning, and that evening saw absolutely nothing once again. So that was a that was a big bummer, and I'm trying to think what Carol, Peyton, and sorry it's Peyton Carol. I end up calling him Carol. That's kind of like that's kind of his last name. But anyways, Carol didn't see anything that evening. I don't believe Jake saw anything. Oh, actually, Jake saw one doe. Jake saw one doe that blew at him, and then Hunter saw a doe and a pig from across the uh, across the road or across the field where he was sitting. So that's kind of how the second evening went. Uh, nothing to nothing to complain about the saddle. I feel like getting up in the tree, hanging the sticks, uh, having the lineman's belt connected while I'm hanging my sticks and ascending up the tree, I felt really safe. 
in the saddle and felt really comfortable hanging off with the, just the tethered. And I actually got the back band that comes with the cruiser saddle if you want to upgrade with it. It doesn't come with the saddle. You can upgrade to the back band that also hooks into your carabiner and you can kind of get some extra back support. So that was nice to kind of hang out of that morning or that evening. So that's what ended up happening on the evening. Pretty much nothing at this point. It's been seven sits in a row of not seeing a deer. I have not seen a deer since the first morning of October. I don't know if it's because of the heat I don't know if it's because the of the moon or or what the pressure what what factors are going into this, but we're just really not experiencing any deer movement at all. So went back to camp, cooked some two dollar chili that we got from the gas station. It took forever and it ended up being cold, so that's always good. Woke up in the morning, got up a little bit earlier this morning on the tenth Sunday. And got out to the stand. Ended up hang, hanging or hunting the same stand. I left my uh, saddle set up, or I left my platform and my stick set up, just because I, I wanted to hunt the same spot. You know, be consistent. And Hunter decided that he was going to hunt with me, so we got him set up about twenty five feet up. He was his feet and his hang on were about even with my head, and I think I was about twenty feet up. So uh, we double set that. Jacob Payton didn't see anything in the morning, and I ended up seeing my first piece of wildlife in eight sits. We had a coyote run by at five yards uh, downwind of us. Was running the entire time. Never got him. Never got him to stop, which stinks because I was gonna. I was gonna shoot that coyote, but that was the only piece of life. I actually really liked the spot that. I was hunting when I saw the coyote. I put up a couple more trail cameras. It was kind of a deep creek system along the edge of a select cut that seemed to be a couple years old. There were some nice sapling pines in there, some rubs, and plenty of beds in that seven-foot-tall grass. So I don't feel bad about our spots per se, but I feel bad about the deer movement this time of the year. We wanted to – we discussed hunting – Sunday evening, even though we all live three hours away and we wouldn't have got home till probably midnight or, or beyond. But after just sitting and talking about it, you know, there's some weekends where you're kind of reading the writing on the wall as far as deer mo- movement goes, and you're just better off to cut your losses. And that's what we decided to do as a group. We pulled all of our camp down, packed it all up, ended up getting out of there at about one for me, gassed up, got food, and I was back home at about 4.30. I would have liked to hunt this Sunday evening, but we all have, also have a storm system coming through that's supposed to bring out some high winds. It was fairly windy all weekend and didn't really want to drive home in the dark with just a few hours of sleep each night. So we probably could have made it work with a midday nap, but man, I wish I had more to share with you guys. I wish there was more um, action more deer coming in, more harvest stories, more of those sorts of things. But I feel like there's some value in sharing the suck sometimes because to say that this season has lived up to expectations would be a lie. And man, it just stinks so far. It's really stunk. I have not enjoyed it that much. I really enjoy the camaraderie of being around the guys and just the ability 
to get into God's outdoors. But apart from that, it hasn't been fun to to see anything or to go out and see nothing. I mean, the we did see about a hundred inch buck driving in this morning on Sunday morning, but even he was just kind of walking across the road lack lackadaisically and no sense of urgency, nothing happening. So uh, really hopeful uh, about next weekend because there's a 20 degree drop in high and low temperatures. So we're going from in the nineties this weekend and windy to highs of mid seventies next weekend with lows in the fifties and forties. So I'm really hopeful about the deer movement next weekend and hopefully it gets better. And I I guess I'm just going to keep saying it of we'll keep trying and it can't get any worse than it has been because we've seen pretty much nothing through about 40, 45 hours spent in the tree. So that stinks. Wish I had more to share with you guys, but that's kind of how it's going right now. But hey, if you guys have been keeping up with us in the videos on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can uh, see how our season goes when we were able to produce videos and hopefully get some uh, deer hunting footage on film and share with you guys if the deer ever start to cooperate. Make sure to subscribe there, though. And if you've been watching the videos or keeping up with us on Instagram, you have seen that we now have leather patch hats, uh, hunters advantage hats. They have the HA logo and a premium leather patch on the front. They're a multi-cam hat. Uh, so each hat is actually a little different. E- the camo pattern is slightly different on each one of the hats. So they're actually all unique, which is pretty cool. And one thing I want to do with the podcast is get more rating and reviews. So if you leave a review on the podcast, leave your name on the review. If you enjoy the podcast, leave five stars for us and I will pick someone in the next week to send out a free hat to. So we usually sell the hats for 25 bucks. So just by leaving a rating and review, you can be entered to win a hat. If we don't have a lot of entries, uh, the then you'll have a very high likelihood of winning an HA hat. But I'd love to ship some out to some of the podcast listeners Thanks for listening to the podcast. Even when in this season of seeing absolutely nothing, you know, if anything, it's just a, uh, a time of persistence and you kind of got to, in times like this, you have to realize and keep going at each day. Like it's the first day you have to go at it with the same optimism and just always believe that your opportunity is coming. If you're in, if you're sadly in the same boat as us this season, just keep after them. Hope you guys start seeing deer if you're not. And if you are seeing deer, I hope you still keep seeing them. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed episode number two of Hunt Talk. And hopefully we'll have something better to share with you guys in the next week. Peace.